You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. What would the president say to parents out there who have daughters, uh, let's say from high school, for example, who are worried that their daughter may have to compete against a male, a person born male, and, they, and there could be directly in physical athletic competition and worry about their daughter's safety? What you're alluding to is basically saying that transgender kids are dangerous. That is dangerous. That is a dangerous thing to say, that essentially transgender kids we're talking about are dangerous. Because I don't that want is... my 14-year-old daughter to have to see a penis in the locker room? Or get the hell beat out of her? Or just beaten out of a, a medal? Or a state record? Or the chance to go to the regional meet? That you're saying trans people, these are children, are dangerous? The message is that they're dangerous and that trans people are dangerous? Yeah, there's a reason you repeated the same phrase three times, because that's all you got. Riley Gaines, the... A former collegiate women's swimmer who's been hot to trot for making sure men aren't allowed to participate and compete in women's sports said, and this is a great point. This message, the message this sends to all women is that our safety doesn't matter, nor does our privacy, our fairness, our equal opportunities or our dignity. The misogyny is slapping us across the face. And it hadn't really occurred to me till I read that statement from Riley Gaines that these are men coming into women's sports and saying, shut up, we're participating, or we're competing, and we're going to beat you, and you ladies need to shut the hell up. That is misogyny. Yeah, I know. I don't, I, I don't understand this story. Where are the feminists on this? 
I don't get it. Well, everybody's scared because the media is in, uh, you know, in uh, total conformity on this. It would be easy to be led to believe, wow, I don't know if I like this whole everything, the direction everything's going with trans, but clearly everybody else is in agreement. There must be something wrong with me. Uh, Or simply, I'm afraid to say anything. Right. And so uh, the latest poll from Gallup, the headline from Axios reporting on the Gallup poll around this was, Americans now less supportive of trans athletes playing on team of choice. So the numbers are going the right direction as people become more aware of this. It is now a minority of 26% of Americans that endorse transgender athletes being allowed to play on teams that match, you know, whatever their identity is at the time. Wow. Wow. 26%. And I would bet that of that 26%, a pretty large chunk is only answering that way because, like I said, they're kind of feeling cowed into, well, I guess everybody's okay with this, and I've heard that you're a hater if you don't agree. They don't actually agree. They just think, Man, I heard that you're a bad person if you if you, if you you say this is, seems crazy. Right, or they've heard the critical theory arguments, and they think, yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense to me. I tell you what, give me five minutes with them, and I'm not talking about I'm going to beat them up. I'm talking about um, uh, I'll just explain to them what they're getting wrong and show them a picture, for instance, of Leah Thomas towering like a man among girls over the swimmers he competed against. Some of the paragraphs around this story from Axios are kind of interesting. Um, The big picture. The debate regarding trans athletes' participation in sports is largely viewed around competitive fairness rather than transgender civil rights per Gallup. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Title IX was specifically so women could have sports for women. I thought this was kind of interesting. The number is only slightly higher. In fact, it might even be within the margin of error for people who know a transgender person uh, favoring allowing athletes to play on teams. So I find this to be quite a bit different because that was a big movement in the whole gay marriage thing. As it became more okay to be out and proud and be gay and more people then knew more gay people there were way more people and then at some point everybody knew somebody was gay that uh i remember the polling on this i mean it coordinated very very closely with if you knew somebody was gay you thought, oh yeah, yeah he, he or she's a perfectly normal person and i like mm-hmm. them and everything like that yeah they yeah. ought to be able to get married the support for gay marriage just went up 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 as more people knew more gay people but it doesn't seem to move on the whole trans issue if you know a trans person you're really no more likely to think that Biological males should be able to go dominate girls' sports, which I find interesting. I do know at least one trans person, and I'm very fond of them. Um, without getting into details or my opinions on what's what they're going through, um, hasn't altered my opinion in the least. It's self-evident that biological males who've undergone male puberty, especially, cannot possibly fairly compete against women. It's idiotic. The idea that it's even an open question is ludicrous. And as you point out, it's barely a quarter of Americans. And I, again, I could sway half of those people in five minutes 
who who believe this. I madness. think I think if you had the whole country in a room and you told this quarter, you'd realize there's only twenty six percent of you believe this. Everybody else doesn't think it's okay. I think a whole bunch of them would switch to the other side, like the way they do the Iowa caucuses. I think a whole bunch of them would say, "Oh, really? That many people? Oh, okay, well, yeah, I actually believe that too. I was just afraid that nobody else did." You know what? Old Simple Jack, they call you. And that is a beautiful, simple truth. Here I am thinking, well, I will outshine them with my intellect. And you're right. A lot of them are thinking, everybody thinks this, so I better say I think it. Because most people are kind of sheeple. Right. You're the, so right. And the mainstream media is 100% for it. Right. Right. By the way, you've brilliantly anticipated some of Andrew Sullivan's points. Um uh, in his uh, his essay, Queer versus Homosexual. I really like Andrew Sullivan. He's a super smart guy. I often disagree with him, but he's one of those guys. He backs up his arguments, and you've got to respect him intellectually. Well, and a super interesting guy. Devoutly religious, Catholic, gay man. Mm-hmm. So Terrific we're gonna hear, writer, too. Going to hear from him coming up? Is that what we're going to do? I think we should, yes. Okay. And I, th- I think it's also worth re-noting, as the Axios headline mentioned, that the share of adults who endorse the transgender athlete thing, and I'm not talking about recreation. If it's recreation, nobody's going to get hurt. You know, y'all decide for yourselves. I'm talking about competition, high school, college, professional, whatever. Um, the proportion of Americans, the percentage who support that is shrinking. Pretty quickly. It's not trending toward, yay, biological men get to compete with women because that's equal rights. No, it's going in the opposite direction. The more people are exposed to the reality of it, the less they like it. I'll jam this in here real quick. Uh, the nation's first drag laureate will kick off the Pride Parade in San Francisco this weekend. Darcy Drollinger, ready for her first official appearance. Now that San Francisco has named that, you know, you have a poet laureate or whatever. A drag laureate is what they went with. Nah, you don't really need that, but go on. The artist, nightclub owner, and newly appointed government official, you're a government official, stood in the living room of her San Francisco apartment as two helpers grappled with a set of bejeweled, custom-made artificial nails, wedged her into a pair of white patent stilettos, and a tight pink skirt suit. She stepped out of the house and into a very busy schedule. I'm speaking at the San Francisco Arts Commission to say what? I'm also speaking at the Entertainment Commission, whatever that is to say what, and I'm going to speak at a high school. Then I'll be at the parade with the mayor. What are you going to say at the high school? Why is the high school inviting you there? And what are you going to say at the high school kids that needs to happen in education? What is going on? They're selling radical queer theory. What is going on? Why is this happening? I just don't understand it. When was the vote? When did we have this conversation about whether or not, uh, you know, we talk about that. They don't have time for all the things they got to teach in school. Do they need to extend the day or the year or whatever to teach STEM and science and math and blah, blah, blah. When did we jam in enough time to have the trans laureate come give a speech about what? What is she going to say? Inclusion, Jack, equal rights, sacred American values. All right. Boys and girls locker rooms. Men competing against women in sports. It's equality. Probably worth tossing in as long as we're on the topic. Uh, The Biden administration is taking heat for violating U.S. flag code with the pride flag display, which put the pride flag at the center of a flag display. U.S. law code says the American flag has to be at the center. 
And during their up with trans people rally at the White House, for some reason, some trans person lifted up her top and showed her new boobs. And she has been he disinvited from the White House for life. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I disavow. I disavow. Not since Clinton was in the side office have we had bare boobs at the White House. I'm not sure yes. that was necessary. Yes, yes. You don't think it was necessary? I think it was Got an amen necessary. from Hillary anyway. <laughs> oh, we got to get to Hillary's cackle when she heard about Trump's indictment. We got to get to that later, too. We have so much stuff to fit in today. I hope oh you can stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock Technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Even though the Trump team can't lose on a single count without a very significant risk, 
Jack Smith can't lose a single juror. And all the polls out indicate that about half this country views this as a politically motivated case. That's where this jury pool is going to come from. Uh, happy birthday to Donald J. Trump, New York real estate developer, billionaire. I've heard of him. Television star. From The Apprentice, right? And then late in life got into politics. In a bit of trouble, they say, with the He's federal government. 77 years old. Uh, but as Jonathan Turley pointed out uh, yesterday, and a bunch of people have pointed out, you only got to get one juror who thinks, I think this is a bunch of crap. And that's the end of it. On the other hand, there are 37 counts to go through, and that one juror on only, only on one of them needs to say, yeah, but on this one, I think he did it. And then you got all 12 jurors, and then you're going to jail as a 77-year-old. Right. And if it's 11 to 1... Because I've been in multiple juries. Uh, if it's 11 to 1, they could browbeat that person into saying, all right, we're going to stay here for the rest of our lives deliberating <laughs> unless you give us two convictions. You know, who knows? Anyway, so to the the uh, charges, I found this headline interesting in the Washington Times. Prosecutor's zeal shapes federal case against Trump, seen as weaponizing the Justice Department. That's a quote. <clears throat> And I thought, okay, I know what I'm going to get. But remember, the journalist doesn't write the headlines. Editors do. And this piece by Jeff Mordock I found remarkably informative and even-handed. The Justice Department, quoting from Jeff, the Justice Department's aggressive pursuit of former President Trump stunned legal scholars who say it makes his case starkly different from other politicians who have been investigated but not prosecuted for mishandled government secrets. While Mr. Trump is staring down spending the rest of his life in prison, other high-profile politicians investigating on suspicious mishandling classified materials, and he, of course, name-checks Hillary, uh, Mike Pence, were quickly exonerated by the Justice Department. Robert Ray, who succeeded Kenneth Starr as independent counsel in the Whitewater investigation, said bringing charges against Mr. Trump creates the appearance that the Justice Department is acting politically. And again, a majority of Americans agree with him. It sure looks that way. Um, and then the Ray goes on to say, I don't know how average Americans can consider that anything but a political act during the election cycle, etc. Uh, indeed, polls uh, back that up, as we've discussed. Um, they mentioned a couple other polls. Mr. Trump is scheduled to appear Tuesday afternoon in a federal court in Miami. It's Sarah Sarah. Prosecutors say Mr. Trump violated the Espionage Act. More on that to come. We all know the background, don't we, of this story? Um, late last year, federal investigators opened a probe into the classified materials that turned up in former, uh, in former Vice President office, Biden's office. I'm sorry, I'm trying to summarize quickly, and it is a garage in his home. Uh, little is known about that investigation. The indictment filed by special counsel Jack Smith suggests that if Mr. Trump had returned all the classified documents he took, he likely would not have been charged with a crime. The indictment does not charge the former president with illegal retention of any of the documents he returned to the National Archives and Records Administration. Critics of Mr. Trump seized on this to highlight the differences between the cases against him and other high-profile politicians. He's accused of hiding the classified materials and misleading the government and his attorneys. Then he goes into the details on that, moving the boxes out of a storage room, suggesting that an attorney hide or destroyed documents that had been subpoenaed, caused another person to make false statements about where the documents were and whether they were accounted for. In contrast, Mr. Biden and Mr. Pence worked to return the documents to the government's, uh, government once they were discovered in their position. Just to interject, Hillary hid and destroyed her documents, but because she didn't talk about it out loud in front of people and there's not tape of it, She's okay. 
Indeed. Yeah. And this Ray fella actually disagreed. He said that's a silly comparison. Just because someone fails to cooperate, they should be charged with a crime. Um, uh, and such comparisons often overlook that Mr. Trump as president had the authority to declassify documents. Mr. Pence, Mrs. Clinton, even Joe Biden did not have that power at all. Now, the fact that Trump's on tape saying I could have declassified this, but I didn't. Darn it. Kind of <laughs> undercuts that defense. Right. <clears throat> right. Uh, Turley, Jonathan Turley, who teaches constitutional law at George Washington University, said the Justice Department's actions and other investigations created the appearance of a double standard. And this is the key. The optics are terrible. The Justice Department was accommodating to the point of passivity with the Clintons. The Clinton team refused to turn over computers and secured ridiculous immunity agreements from the government. For many, it seems like Clinton got the shrug. Trump got the shackles. And I'd forgotten about those immunity agreements for Huma Abedin and Cheryl, uh, what's her face? And um, and how everybody was astounded. Why did the Justice Department grant this? I mean, they granted it as soon as it was asked for. And the wiping of the server. And no, no, we took care of deciding which emails were relevant and which aren't. We'll give you the ones we decide are relevant. And he goes into some detail on that. So... Was Trump inexplicably unwise in holding on to some of these documents? It sure appears so. Was Hillary Clinton unbelievably dishonest with a compliant Justice Department at that time, in spite of Jim Comey's little speech about how rotten she is, but we're not going to prosecute. And where does that leave us as a people? Where do we go from here? Because that's the key question. Whether Trump's guilty of these charges or not, I'm not going to be on the jury. You know, I have an interest in it, but that's not the key question for America. The key question for America is, as we go through this process, what is it going to leave behind? Right. Should Biden pardon Trump? Yeah. He won't because there's so little honesty. He should say, look, all of this stuff has gotten so screwed up, so badly handled, so inconsistently, that even if Trump Trump's guilty, it's going to tear the country apart. We've gotten ourselves into an impossible spot. Yeah, we have. And this is a different era than back when uh, Ford pardoned Nixon. Much different era. When unity was recognized as our greatest strength. Unity is our greatest strength. Mm. We've got a long time for this to play out, too, because this ain't going to happen until after the election. Probably so, so, yeah. Um. More on the way. If you missed an hour of the show, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock Technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Secretary Clinton, on Thursday, the Department of Justice indicted former President You're Donald kidding. Trump. I know. Oh. Did you have any reaction to the news? Well, you know, John, um, I have a lot of reactions uh, to it. And I think uh, the best reaction publicly is, you know, let's see it unfold and see what happens, right? <laughs> Okay, so they, they, they handed Hillary Clinton a T-shirt that said juror or something like that, and then and she laughed about that. So, <laughs> wow, and all of America laughs with her. And your little dog, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wiped um, it? Like with a cloth? <laughs> I'll hear that in my sleep. Good <laughs> God. Haunt your dreams. Here's a good headline for you. When's Father's Day? It's got to be soon. I keep hearing ads. Sunday. This Sunday. It's Indeed. this Sunday? Yeah. Go to OmahaSteaks.com. Use the code Armstrong. I feel like I should have known that. Uh, well, this is a good Father's Day story. We'll get to this coming up. Father fakes his own death to, to teach family a lesson. <laughs> that's that's good. That's good pop-in. Right there. That's yeah, good father. Sure, sure. Fake wow. your own death to teach your family a lesson about how tough it would be without you. Then shows up at funeral in the helicopter. We'll get to that story later. My beautiful bride uh, on our anniversary has confirmed that my daughter and her beau have arrived at the house for an extended visit. So that's very exciting. Mm. Uh, she'll be here for Father's Day weekend. How cool. lovely is that? And it's the U.S. Open Golf Tournament. And I'll feel guilty watching it because my kid is visiting. But <laughs> maybe I'll sneak a glance now and again. 
Anyway, I was intrigued by this uh, piece by Andrew Sullivan, as Jack uh, mentioned earlier. He's a fascinating guy. He's an absolutely brilliant thinker. He's a staunchly Catholic, conservative gay man. Um, and he, uh, he is, he's an individual, which I like. He does not run with any herd. Um, and that's generally my favorite kind of people. But he wrote a piece uh, that was published at his substack, The Queers versus the Homosexuals. We are in a new era, and the erasure of gay men and lesbians is intensifying. I thought, wow, that's interesting. What do you mean? And he begins with, do you remember the homosexual? It's been a while, hasn't it? He was, for a period, a key figure in the conversation about gay rights. He was Will in Will and Grace, or Keith in Six Feet Under, or Cam in Modern Family. A normie enough dude randomly distributed across the human population and country. Once invisible and closeted, the AIDS epidemic exposed him without mercy in every state in the country. With this unexpected visibility, and in the wake of hundreds of thousands of young corpses, the survivors built a movement that won every gay and lesbian the right to be free from discrimination and to marry and serve openly and proudly in the military, for instance. And he goes into some of the details uh, about how that developed. Um, he said it was the most speedily successful civil rights story in memory. Its case for the equality was simple and clear. Including us in existing institutions didn't change anything in heterosexual life. Live and let live. Inequality and dignity was the idea. And again, he fleshes that out, and it's, it's some good writing. What would happen if and when we won the battle was always an open question. The question of transgender rights associated with but very different from gay rights remained unresolved. But in the new climate of acceptance, transgender people became increasingly visible and accepted. He mentions the Supreme Court case. And now, oh, uh, but with equal rights and growing toleration, it seems as if we'd achieved a settlement that would allow all of us, gay, straight, trans, a chance to get on with our lives in freedom. And now back in culture hell. If you read the mainstream media, you'll be told this war is back because the GOP has, for cynical reasons, become an even more unhinged hate machine. Unhinged hate machine. Decent band name. Oh, I'd say. That's awesome. Their gigs would not be a lot of fun, I'm thinking, but uh, it's a good name. Anyway. Unhinged uh, hate machine. Yes. I'm wearing the big platform Doc Martens. UHM to their fans, of course. But anyway, uh, if you read the mainstream media, you'll be told the GOP GOP has become an unhinged hate machine, now dedicated once again to, quote, targeting the freedom and dignity of queer people, as one New York Times columnist wrote today. Exactly. That's what we're about. That's what we want to do. We want to target their freedom and dignity. I get up every morning thinking, how best to target the freedom and dignity of queer people? What an asinine thing to say. Anyway, back to Sullivan. You will, in fact, almost never see a news story that isn't premised on this idea. And it's obviously true that some on the right have never really accepted gay equality, and then he gets into actual bigotry. But when you examine the other issues at stake, public schools teaching the concepts of queer and gender theory to kindergartners on up, sex changes for children before puberty, the housing of biological males with women's in prisons and rape shelters. Good Lord. Can you imagine you're a rape victim oh. and you've got a biological male sleeping next to you? Oh, my God. That makes my heart hurt and my fists clench. 
Anyway, and biological males competing with women in sports, you realize we are far beyond what the gay rights movement what stood for. It's these initiatives from the far left that are new, and the backlash is quite obviously a reaction to the capture of gay rights movements by queer social justice activists. These activists, marinated in critical gender and queer theory, have picked several unnecessary fights, and especially since the convulsions of 2020, have pushed and pushed a woke revolution until a dangerous backlash was inevitable. We can post the rest of this at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, there's, a, uh, there's a Twitter group called Gays Against Groomers that's getting a louder and louder voice. And I have uh, more than one gay friend who is utter, are utterly against indoctrinating kids into radical gender theory. Utterly against it. If, if they came on, you'd think I'd written their script for them. Um, so the idea that all gay people are are, are in favor of teaching uh, confused 11-year-old girls that they're really a boy, they hate it. The sign, quit telling gay young men that they're transgender, for instance. And there's more to this Andrew Sullivan piece that's worth sharing after a quick word from our friends at HelloFresh and uh, Be You Gay, Straight, Trans, you know, celibate, whatever. HelloFresh can deliver what you need. Are you a couple? Empty nesters? You got a big family? HelloFresh delivers delicious, mouth-watering, chef-crafted recipes to your door so you can spend your summer doing fun stuff and not laboring in the kitchen. So if you're stuck in a recipe rut eating the same thing all the time, they've got 40 changing recipes to choose from each week. You'll always find meals everyone at the table will enjoy. Also, right now, they've got this new fresh and fit summer menu featuring calorie smart and protein smart lunch and dinner options vegan dinners too but if you you just want delicious and you're not as worried about the health aspect you can do that also and you can cancel any time it's fabulous judy and i've been uh, hello fresh people for gosh it's over a year well over a year now love it sign up today for 16 free meals plus free shipping with the code armstrong 16 at hellofresh.com slash armstrong 16 once again the code is armstrong 16 at hellofresh.com slash armstrong 16 Sullivan writes, no one held a news conference and announced that from 2015 on, after the Obergfell decision, the gay marriage decision, the gay rights movement had changed its entire rationale, but they sure gave hints. The human rights campaign, once a relatively moderate group, replaced gay and lesbian with the acronym LGBTQ+, and expanded the word queer to describe anyone, gay, lesbian, transgender, even straight, who defied heteronormativity. They changed the flag from a simple rainbow to the one that included some races, only black and brown, no Asians or whites allowed, and transgender ideology. Their building in D.C. is <clears throat> festooned with a massive banner declaring their mission. Black lives matter. Black trans lives matter. Their new head is a woman who calls herself queer but not lesbian, etc., etc. The point being, if you're like down with gay rights and you try to be inclusive or whatever this is something very very different and very very new and it's more than okay to be against it so i've been informed father's day is sunday here's your dad of the year who with the help of his wife she was in on it faked his own death to teach the family a lesson Decided to orchestrate this prank to see who actually cared about the 45-year-old dad. Mom was involved, huh? The plot mm -hmm. thickens. Hmm. 
to spread the news of uh, Dad's death. One of the children took to social media and wrote a tribute to Father. Rest in peace, Daddy. I'll never stop thinking about you, the daughter wrote. This is horrible. This is terrible. It's absolutely horrible. It's innovative parenting. Why is life so unfair? Why you? Well, it's all the things you would say if you know you're a kid and your dad died when you're young. It's all those. And your things. heart was broken and yes. would never heal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The funeral, which is held near the city they lived in, was attended by dozens of family and friend members dressed in black, waiting for the ceremony to begin until they are met with a landing helicopter. The uh, dead man, alongside a camera crew, so they could post it on TikTok. Hopped out of the chopper as he greeted his mourners with, Cheers to you all. Welcome to my funeral. Some were relieved at his return from the dead and formed a religion around him. No, they did not. I I threw that. (laughs) Running through the field. I'd have been tempted to beat him until he was. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, here's a plot twist. Turns out now he is again. (laughs) Since we've got everybody here, we're dressed up and we got a casket. Guess what? This would be perfect timing. Uh, some were relieved, running through a field to give him a hug once he landed, while others remained in the parking lot a bit confused about what was happening. Yeah, I'll bet. A small number of funeral go- goers were less than pleased. <laughs> and explained him, uh, asked him to explain himself. He said he did it because he didn't like the treatment his family and friends had been giving him. What I see in my family often hurts me. I never get invited to anything. Nobody sees me. We all grew apart. I feel unappreciated. That's why I wanted to give them a life lesson and then show them that you shouldn't wait until someone is dead to meet up with them. While he makes an interesting point, I think I see why people didn't invite him to stuff. Because <laughs> right. he's an a-hole. Right. This might be an indication of your judgment <laughs> and why people don't like to hang around you, you freaking moron. Wow. Some people are just not right. <sighs> And he's got a TikTok account with 165,000 followers. and People are willing to really do damage in a bunch of different ways to their health, to their families, to their careers, to get a momentary glory on TikTok or Twitter or whatever. It's weird. Maybe, maybe I don't get it because I get to be, you know, on stage every single day of my life in a way. So maybe I don't understand that unmet need of attention but that is virtually anybody who's ever been famous will tell you that is a terrible thing to aspire to you can aspire to be successful maybe in a field that it kind of comes along with but to aspire purely to be famous which polls show overwhelming numbers of young people do that is so unhealthy it doesn't do you any good right what an idiot I wish they had some quotes from his actual family members. How did his daughter, who wrote that, oh, how did she feel about it? She said, well, she's in therapy with a therapist telling her about her, how crazy her dad is. Right. And you can't pick your parents. It's not a reflection on you. Oh, I hope she can heal. God, that is unbelievable. Or takes a tuba four to dad. Either way. <laughs> let the healing begin. Well, let the beating begin, then the healing afterward. <laughs> Greta Thunberg's in the news for some reason. And, uh... How dare you? You've stolen my childhood. Uh, You have stolen my dreams. Oh, I'm sorry, your dreams. I I don't recall stealing your dreams, sweetheart. Uh, With your empty words. Ah, that's how I Oh, well, guilty. (laughs) (laughs) Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, all the time you spend trying to get back what's been took from you, more is going out the door. After a while, you just have to try to get a tourniquet on it. Hmm, I might have to hear that again. Hmm. That is... Cousin Ellis from uh, No Country for Old, for Old Men, which I absolutely might be my favorite movie of all time. Read the book fairly recently on Joe's recommendation. I can't believe I hadn't read the book. And the reason we're talking about this is Cormac, Cormac McCarthy, who wrote that book and many others, died yesterday at age of 89 and is considered by many to be one of the great American authors of all time and on the short list for the Nobel Prize in Literature. Anyway, let me hear Cousin Ellis one more time. Well, all the time you spend trying to get back what's been took from you, more is going out the door. After a while, you just have to try to get a tourniquet on it. Hmm. Mm, wise words. Yeah, so, like, I uh, did, a, a, did got onto a Twitter thread last night just in the search bar Cormac McCarthy, and then all these people, including... Like a lot of regular people, but a lot of literary greats uh, sharing their favorite lines or passages from Cormac McCarthy mo- uh, books, and uh, and a lot of them made into movies, um, and found that very, very entertaining, and it, it convinced me I need to read Blood Meridian, which came out in 85, which I have not read. Which many I wish I was a literary great. What does it take to be one of those? Do you have to write something? I think I think that's right up toward the top of the, the, re- the uh, requirements. Well, I, I know where to start then. Okay. If I if I was going to do self-indulgent Father's Day, which I'm not, I'm probably going to do stuff with my kids and it'll be exhausting, um, <laughs> um, I would read uh, Blood Meridian because it sounds great. This Corey Shockey, who I follow on Twitter, she writes a lot about war and stuff and teaches it. I teach the Comanche raid from Blood Meridian and my thinking about war class every year. I get nightmares every time I read it. And I thought, well, I got to oh. check that out. Oh, who doesn't want more nightmares? Uh, this is from Blood Meridian. The truth about the world, he said, is that anything is possible. Had you not seen it all from birth and thereby bled it of all its strangeness, it would appear to you for what it is. A hat trick in a medicine show. A fevered dream. A trance be populate with chimeras having neither analog nor precedent. An itinerant carnival. A migratory tent show. Now, one of the reasons our friend Tim Sandifer hates loathes, he said yesterday, Cormac McCarthy, (laughs) as he thinks all this writing is nonsense and everybody's just falling for it. But I thought that was really an interesting idea that if you weren't like slowly conditioned over time from birth the world, if you could just be dropped here out of nowhere, it would seem extraordinary, (laughs) every aspect of it. And we just kind of walk through it, you know. Taking everything for granted or unamused, like looking for ways to amuse ourselves because we're so bored with it. Uh, whereas if you're just dropped into it and hadn't little by little but had it bled out of you, as he wrote there, everything about the world and the universe and humanity and humankind and the things that happened would be so fascinating, you would never be bored. The word magical is terribly overused. They'll use it to describe a mildly entertaining movie, for instance. But the magical, astonishing thing about raising kids was to see the world anew through their young eyes, who were not so jaded, were not so used to it. That was, oh my God, if there was a drug that could make me feel like I felt watching my kids watch a butterfly, I would take it every day till I overdosed and died. Yeah, it is something. 
As a friend of mine always says, you can, it takes you all day to walk a block with a two-year-old. Because every, the crack in the sidewalk, the butterfly, the caterpillar, the, 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 the way the curb goes down, just all of it's interesting. May I say something mean and depressing? That doesn't happen if you're jabbering on your phone while you walk with your kid. Ooh, true. True dad. That wasn't mean. It was probably just uh, harsh. Yeah. You do miss that whole thing if you're uh, if you're feeling like this is a task for them to get some exercise. So I'm going to scroll through crap that has no importance whatsoever on my phone that I will never think about again while ignoring right. the thing that I will think about for the rest of my life. Yeah, that is sad and sickening that that happens so often. So Oof. engage your child. Say... All the time you spend getting back what got took from you, more going out the door. <laughs> All you can do is put a tourniquet on it. Mm, makes you stop and think. What are you talking about, old man? According to Tim Sandifer. <laughs> uh, I think he's talking about letting the past go. Right. Um, the Babylon Bee with a headline I liked. Speaking of kids, my kids when they were little really liked Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol replaces Chase the Cop with Carl the Antifa Rioter. (laughs) (laughs) Found that humorous. Uh, And we got a whole bunch of more stuff we'll jam into hour four. You see, we do four hours every single day. If you miss an hour, you can grab the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Do we have to do four hours? I'm already tired. Every bit of something or other going out the door is coming back with a tourniquet on it. I I don't think I got the quote right. What was that, Cousin Ellis? <laughs> what are you on about? <laughs> great movie, great book, though. Highly recommended. Sorry, Tim. More on the way. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> Redwood Forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 